Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au and today I have a very special guest and we are going to be talking a little bit about the surrender, letting go and the choices that we have as we engage with healing and neuroplasticity and we're hoping that this audience will really touch the hearts of anyone with chronic illness, in particular our community of people who have chronic dizziness, chronic vertigo and chronic tinnitus because so often in these invisible conditions, we feel misunderstood, we feel judged, we feel shame, we feel like we're failing, and there's just so much fear, anxiety, resistance, and worry, which is, of course, keeping our brain a little bit locked up and, and making the actual healing near impossible. So I have a special guest calling in from the US. Her name's Catherine, and some of you will recognize Catherine from another interview. So welcome to the call. So, so glad to have you back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. So one of the reasons I invited Catherine in for this call is because uh, Catherine's been semi-active in our Facebook group. And I think that's the perfect way to be. You don't need to be too active. And in our closed Facebook group for Vertigo and Tinnitus, we celebrate each other. We encourage each other. We share our little steps towards healing and those little choices we make in order to change our brain and change the way our brain wires uh, so that we can, of course, feel the way we want to feel. And in this Facebook group, there's basically not much symptom banter at all. There's no advice giving. There's not really question asking. It's more like, this is what I'm doing for myself. Please witness me. I'm just really sharing this X, Y, and Z. And so the whole community is very generous. And Catherine's done a couple of really generous posts, which people have really responded to. And I'm like, I think we need more than a post. We need a chat. <laughs> and would you mind if I actually read the post out now? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. Context? Yeah. Okay. So Catherine posted, so much of my healing has come from letting go, letting go of the constant worry and replacing it with deep breaths, silence and stillness, letting go of the need to figure things out and replacing it with faith and trust that I am on the right path, always. Letting go of the need to control outcomes for myself and my children and replacing it with knowing that we all have an inner guidance system that lights our own way. If I just slow down and find the space between my thoughts and relax into this very moment, I can connect with a feeling of unconditional love and a sense of pure joy. This loving energy flows through me constantly. And when I find myself putting up resistance in the form of fear, anxiety, and worry, I now realize that I have the power to release the resistance to just let go. Yes. Do you want to take us back to where you were at that point in time, just going like, oh my God, I have a choice. Talk us through that. So it's funny because it revolves around brushing my kids' teeth, <laughs> which it. is so silly, but brushing their teeth. So I have a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, and brushing the one-and-a-half-year-old's teeth used to be kind of difficult because she didn't want to open her mouth. And so I... Um, I remember thinking about this a lot because a lot of my time, I don't experience tinnitus at all, but I noticed a pattern where I was trying to brush their teeth and it would come back. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, there's some connection here. And I wanted to find that what my thought process was that would then trigger the tinnitus. And, and so, um, I realized that it was my need to control and my, my worry for the future. So my need to control my children, they, in my mind, they need to brush their teeth in the morning and they need to brush their teeth 
at night. And that's really important for me, um, for me to instill in them and for them to have clean mouths. But it's also the worry about the future. If they don't brush their teeth now, then they're going to get cavities and then I'm going to have to, you know, deal with that stress and whatever. And so um, I also, so letting go of, not letting go in the terms of I'm not going to brush their teeth anymore. I still think it's important, but I'm going to let go of this need to control in my mind. So I remember feeling like, okay, what are, you know, steps I'm going to take in this moment to ease this need to control. I'm going to plant my feet firmly on the ground. So then I consciously find my feet. Is the ground cold? Is it, you know, soft carpet or is it hard stone floor or whatever? And I feel my feet and I do a whole body scan as I'm brushing their teeth. And I tell myself it's no big deal. And I, and I make it playful for the kids. And if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. It's not a big deal. Because the next time, you know, I can try again, or like after lunch, or we can skip it and do it at dinner and try again in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so it, it also helps them, obviously, because I'm not stressed out. And the more stressed I am, the more stressed they get. So if I'm just playful about it, and like, you know, it's easier for them. So it's a silly example, maybe it could be silly to some people, but it was it. It, it was just a, a very concrete, you know, like a time in my life where it, the tinnitus kept coming back. Um, and now it doesn't happen anymore. Um, I really, truly, rarely experience tinnitus at all anymore in my life. Um, and when I do, it's I know that I've fine-tuned my thinking so much and my lifestyle so much to where I know what my triggers are now. So it's that need to control or the worry about the future. Um, It's feeling unsure about myself in like um, um, social situations or, um, you know, going on interviews or for work or whatever. Um, And um, what was the other thing? It is um, stuffed emotions. Yeah. I, it, it, it's, I mean, it it mainly comes up with parenting, Mm -hmm. like, um, my need to be like the best mom that I can be Mm -hmm. and my need to like my desire to want to do, do a lot, which is often too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember experiencing, I was, we were driving, my husband and I were driving and I was experiencing tinnitus and I asked him. I realized I was where the stress was coming from. And I asked him, can you please, can we make it a plan where you pick up the kids from preschool on these certain days when you come home from work? And he said, yes. And I felt such a great relief just asking him to do that, even though I felt like I can do it, but I felt a lot of stress around that because I have to also cook dinner and all of that. Um, And I asked him and immediately the tinnitus went away. And I realized that it was just like, a part of my healing is letting go of the control to like have to do everything or thinking I need to do everything as a mom. And, and my husband's happy to help. So I don't know why I put that pressure on myself, but I think as mothers, a lot of times we do. Um, 
and and I think also like if we go down deeper, we actually do know why we put that pressure on ourselves. Like we're all doing it. Yeah. You know, it's that am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Am I showing up enough? Like am I a bad person if I ask for this help? Am I selfish yeah. if I prioritize that pop bath for myself or that weekend away with girlfriends and time away from the kids? So it's this whole conflict of what am I worth? Um, how much love am I giving out to others versus really giving that love back into myself? And it almost sounds in listening to you that this beautiful body sound has come in and said to you, like, this is not okay. Like, you are putting yourself under way too much pressure, way too much judgment, way too much expectations. And all the fears, worries, and anxieties that are effectively killing you from the inside, this sound is like, uh uh. Mm-hmm. And now when it pops up, you're like, all right, well, I guess I need to do something about it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. These suppressed emotions and things, I need to process them. I need to lean in. I need to self-care, self-soothe, self-nurture, um, which I think really brings us into that invisible realm of the emotional and spiritual care mm-hmm. that we so often, and mental, like the thoughts, the doubts, and it's so often we get caught up in diet and exercise and medications or supplements or posture. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, and I was there. Yeah. I did all of that. So we're so physically focused. And I guess it's that whole, that's what we can see. That's what we can weigh. That's what we can measure. Uh, but I think the true healing happens in these inner insights of going, okay, well, actually my trigger is when I put pressure on myself. Hello, mm-hmm. I can release the pressure. I'm putting it on. I can re- I'm I'm in control of the pressure. And then it's like, yeah. I'm in control of the trigger. Like Yes, and and how powerful that makes you feel. Like I don't have to rely on anybody else. I have control over this. And it's been such a blessing to have this mm-hmm. even though, you know, it has forced me to 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 figure out what led me down this path and how to correct my course. I like, this has been a very spiritual journey for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And just slowing down and finding the space between my thoughts because my mind, I, I have worried my whole life. I, wrote a poem in fifth grade about stress. And so it's been an ongoing thing. So, you know, now in my thirties, my body was finally like, no, enough is enough. I can't, we cannot live like this. And, um, it was like sirens going off in my head and it forced me to find, you know, an answer. And knowing that you've got these two beautiful little children in your life four-year-old one and a half year old and knowing what you know about yourself now and taking that control back and being able to say okay I'm feeling resistance I'm feeling fear I'm feeling like I need to control this toothbrush cleaning (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) now that you've got that insight and awareness and you can kind of make it playful you can totally change your own energy your own neural firing you can drop into fun you can drop into how much you love and care for your children and that, you know what, even if they don't brush their teeth for a whole week, it's probably in the scheme of things, not going to kill them. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was just walking down the street in, in one of the our local city area. And I, I saw this cool, like cool, calm and collected mother with maybe a, like a six year old. 
And the, the kid was like adamant, I'm not eating. Like I am totally not going to eat like whatever meal they were talking about. So they were obviously on their way home and it was like lunchtime. And the, the mother was like, that's totally fine. If you don't want to eat, I'm absolutely happy to not serve you food. And it was just, I was really admiring the way she was flowing with his sense of control and saying, this is what yeah. I want for myself and I don't want to eat right now. And she probably knows full well, well, you're going to get hungry at some point. So if you skip one meal, I can, I can flow with that and happily feed you when you're hungry or whatnot. And I thought it was just a really nice dynamic of letting the child have a voice and her not controlling mm. it. Yes. Yes. That, that exact happened thing happened tonight at dinner. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's, you know, we, we have food. It's delicious food. There are things that you normally do like. So if you're not, if you're not eating them, then it's, it's not because we're serving you terrible food. And if you're hungry enough, you'll eat it. And it's okay if you don't like listen to your body. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing that I am. I am so glad that I am learning and I, because I'm able to teach them to listen to their bodies. Yeah. And honor it. And that's true yes. consent. Like that's as they enter pubescence and start to explore sexually, when they listen to their body and understand true consent from these young ages, that's really mm -hmm. going to serve them well in. Yes. Uh, developing really very health, healthy and strong boundaries with, you know, compromising situations later on down the track. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, I mean, this can go on a whole parenting track, but it's, uh, it, I, yeah, it's just so important to listen to, you know, what your body is saying in terms of, you know, what's, what you would like to eat, who's dangerous you know, who makes you feel good. And it's, it branches off into every aspect of life, your body, like your inner guidance system, we all have an inner guidance system. And letting go of that chatter, that, you know, hamster wheel, you know, mind um, is what is allowing me to hear my inner voice that's always there, you know, and listen to it's that, always there. And that, it's that always is, there. That is so often, I think, the key message that people are not necessarily awake to is they're like, I can't hear my wisdom. I can't connect to it. I don't have it. And it's like, yes, you do. You do. You do. You do. And you yeah. can hear it. It's about really clearing that space, releasing the resistance, processing some of that deep fear, finding safety, and allowing that voice to sneak in. And then sometimes well, I find that voice is often very simple, very profound. It sounds very familiar and it almost sounds too good to be true and too easy. Mm -hmm. And so when that voice comes in, I notice in the beginning, people will be like, nah, it can't be that. And, then, yeah. and they kind of push it aside. Like they're waiting for the clouds to part and a big ray of sunshine to come down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some eloquent poetic monologue or something, but our inner voice is often very familiar. It has always been there. It's always been inside of us and really developing that relationship and actually practicing true self-soothing and self-care way beyond running the bath, buying ourselves flowers and the physical stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, identifying those mental patterns, the chatter, the deeper beliefs of I'm not good enough. I've got to do this. I've got to prove myself. I'm not lovable. I think that's when we really do transform our physiology and our neurology. And that's when healing really happens. Mm -hmm. And ideally you can role model that to your kids. So you can 
when you say, hey, take care of yourselves and look after yourself, it's much more than a statement. It becomes an embodiment and something they actually copy. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I can talk about in terms of meditation. So um, I've always been drawn to meditating, but I never, um, I, I was scared to do it. And I, I think I was addicted to the, to the, I was addicted to thinking and analyzing everything and I became so good at it and I'm very observant and so I'm constantly you know looking around in my environment and thinking about things and analyzing things and people's behavior and thinking about the future and if they do this now and then they're going to do this in the future and then I'm going to do this it got insane and so but I always was drawn to meditation and so I finally you know with the tinnitus I was like I will do anything Uh to, to stop um, whatever's causing this. And so I slowed down and began meditating and just following like a simple guided meditation on an app or just, um, listening to soothing music and like just slowing down. Um, and when I did that and I found that like inner peace and joy, Mm -hmm. and it's like this waterfall of like relief going through my body from the top and it feels so good and in that moment I remember there was one time I was doing it and the tinnitus disappeared and I was like okay I'm on to something <laughs> and um, so it has been so beneficial to me and so now I make it a priority to do that in my life um, first thing in the morning if I can um, and uh, during my daughter's nap time And, um, so since she's only one and a half, I can't, you know, do it during the day while she's awake. She won't leave me alone. (laughs) Not that she should, but, um, my four and a half year old, I'll let him watch a show during her nap time. And I, that's my meditation time. And, um, he sees me do it. He knows where I go. If he needs me, he comes over. Sometimes he comes and lays with me, which I totally welcome. And then when he, before his bedtime at night, we do a meditation. If he chooses one, then I think we'll do one for him, um, which I also benefit from. But it's just, you know, once again, you know, it's become a a priority in my life. um, And I am excited to model that for him. And if he wants to do it, he can. But I know he has his own inner guidance system. That will tell him if that is beneficial for him, great. And if it's something else, if it's playing, you know, outside and, find, you know, playing with the leaves in the leaves or, you know, whatever, then that will be, you know, that's wonderful for him. But just teaching him that this is what feels good for me and I'm going to help him as he grows find what feels good for him. Yeah. And I think it's so important that we remember to come back to, it's not what we do. Like people want this checklist of healing, right? Yeah. And it's like, you can do anything and still feel crappy and worried and resistance. It's like, I I say to people, we've got this amazing resource of the Rocksteady program with all of these tricks and tools and strategies. But the reality is, is if somebody went through the program feeling shitty and crappy and judgmental and self-hating and rigid and fear and anxiety and worry, they're just going to feel more of that. Like none of that's going to change. It's not what you do. It's how you do it and how we allow ourselves to change our mindset and actually change our embodiment of those feeling pathways. Mm Because we can have the fears and the worries. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's a really essential and normal part of being a human being. 
And I do believe our fears, worries and anxieties teach us a lot and help us to grow and go deeper in this spiritual journey. Otherwise, we're just a bit superficial and numb. Um, so we can have our fears and anxieties, but the question is, do we live with them right here, making every choice completely clouded by the fear? Or do we have a way to process and release and let go of that fear like you described and say, well, actually, I'm going to choose play. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose connecting to my kids. I'm going to choose noticing how cute and cheeky they are and, and playing that cheekiness mm-hmm. and letting that curiosity and openness that they're role modeling me, allowing that into my body instead of me saying, no, put your pajamas on and go to bed. Yeah. Because I've got the rules and you've got to do this now. So you know, right. we, we can actually choose what we do with these scenarios, situations, thoughts, feelings, beliefs, connections. And, you know, that really is what helps us to redesign our inner world so that the fears don't take over. So it's like, sure, you're role modeling meditation as an option, but really what you're role modeling is the fact that you can go from being a narky, demanding, rigid mom, which he sees and gets and knows, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can also meditate and become calm and playful and happy and connecting. He gets that. He sees Mm -hmm. the difference between when you're in that fear space and possibly less patient or whatever. And then when you're dropping in and body scanning, reconnecting to your body and allowing yourself some of that me time and that Mm -hmm. reality check. And then you can be like, it's all good, whatever. Like I'm here to connect with you. I'm here to support you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Like just the whole tone of your voice changes and the whole emotional neural firing. You're the one to give us the words there. Um, so you've gone from some form of fear, worry and control. Fear, yeah. fear wanting to control into, I think you said playful. Um, just, yeah, the, playful and just... I would, I just want to be centered, present, present. Yeah. yeah. Mindfulness has been huge. Yeah. Being very mind, just bringing myself back to center, back to my breath. Yeah. It all comes back, back. to the body scan, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being in our body and present with what is passing through gives us so many more choices because suddenly yeah. we have more to work with. So that's, I think what you're really teaching your son is it's the taking back control. The fact you're using meditation, mindfulness, body scans or whatever is irrelevant because he'll find his own way to do it, which could be climbing a tree or, you know, all of those other possibilities out there that will be age appropriate. Um, yeah. and I'm sure you're, you've come across this, but there's so many gorgeous children's programs out there with, you know, storytelling and yoga and storytelling and meditations where they're really easing kids into their bodies and into the space of Mm -hmm. Mm self-reflection and self-connection yeah Uh, so it's I think not not all tv or you know it's not all bad some of it no yeah and I think that as a lot of moms that I've talked to have like I have felt and still feel just the pressure (laughs) so much pressure to yeah. do the right thing and just to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if like, if you're experiencing, you know, similar things in your, you know, in Australia or whatever, but definitely it's yeah. So just the letting him watch TV, you know, in the middle of the day when, you know, I used to read him books 
you know, in, in the, and I still read him books, but like during that time <laughs> after lunch, we would read books. But now I'm like, okay, like you watch your show and, and I just really need this time for me. And it becomes, you know, it's easier for me than to connect with him mm. on a deeper level rather than just being frazzled and stressed out and for the whole day. And, and I think it's really important and really beautiful that we remember to role model to our kids that we need to take time to be in ourselves, with ourselves, supporting ourselves. So they see that. And also in our hobbies, like, you know, I know I'm entering motherhood coming 2020 and I realize it's going to be really intense in the beginning, but as I feel ready and as our family feels ready, I'd love to be able to go back to my yoga and back to my music and, back to surfing and doing these things I love because I think it's actually really important for children to see their parents being a whole person, not just completely 100% obsessed and fixated on them. Yes. Which is actually a high pressure place to be. Yes. And I don't want to create stress in him. You know, the, the stress that I feel in my life, I don't want to put that on him and make him feel like I'm like <laughs> hovering <laughs> over him at all, you know, all times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah creating that healthy, you know, there's healthy boundaries and, um, there's, you know, he needs to be able to explore, you know, on his own without me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious coming back to, so in our community, we often talk not about what we're feeling and what we don't want, like symptoms in that regard, but more, what do we desire to feel? What are our, what are those feelings that we're, that are, that we're working on, that we're building? What are your core desired feelings that you're working on? Um, joyfulness is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, peace mm-hmm. and um, stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in my, during my whole life, I've always felt like I had to achieve in order to prove my, in order to prove myself, yeah. um, to prove my worth. Um, but allowing myself to just, you know, just be, it's hard to describe. Um, um, like, you know, right now I'm staying home with my kids and that, you know, I, there's a part of me that feels a little bit of pressure to like go back to work and to do more and, but right now in my heart, it's, I feel like I am exactly where I need to be. Um, and just. The question yeah. is, which voice are you going to listen to? Because there's I that know. voice that's like, come on, you got to prove yourself. You've got to earn money. You've got to get status. And the other voice is like, actually, I feel like being a full-time parent to my children is the most important job I can do right now. Yes. And I don't and feel ready to abandon them yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's not feeling right. It's like, which voice are you going to buy into? Yeah. And, you know, at different points in my life, each one is going to, one of them is going to win out. You know, I used to, when, after I had my son, I went back to work and then, and I was home, I worked part-time and I felt like that was a really good balance for me. And then I had my daughter. And so then I had both kids at home and I just stayed home. And so now I'm trying to decide now that she's a little bit older, if I should start work again, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, 
creating. So you asked me what I'm trying to create in my life, but it's trying to also trying to maintain, you know, um, being centered and balanced while also working and being a mom. It seems like a lot. Mm. Um, but at some point I do want to get to that point where I want to try, um, to do that and go back to work. Cause that's also really important to me and it. And I loved what I did. Um, but, and also creating more joy in my life connection to nature. Um, now that summer is over, um, and the weather's becoming nice over here. Um, you know, just getting outside and going for walks and, um, I know on one of our live calls recently, um, and the replays are available for you on the rock city menu. If you, if you log in, um, but we spoke about just being enough and like, it can be such a life changing perspective to, to, to view everything we do feel, see, touch as enough. And waking up in the morning and you might know, look, I only had three hours sleep, but just to be like, well, I've had enough sleep. Like that three Mm. hours is enough. And I've, my kids clean their teeth enough. Yeah. I give my children enough opportunities to eat in the day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Enough. I get enough time to myself. I connect with my husband and partner enough I'm a good enough wife I'm a good enough mother I'm a good enough employee or creator or director or whatever and to really bring that enough feeling quite deeply into those core sensations is is something really good to play with Mm -hmm. yeah the good enough mother and in psychology that's that's a thing that was studied yeah so it's transferable into every single part of life yeah. Yeah. Just fire those yeah. enough neurons. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of the pressure off when you put it that way. You know, I yeah. got enough sleep. I mean, and I, I spend enough time with my kids and I work enough. Yeah. Or I study yeah. enough or I drive enough or I, it's just, it really reframes everything. Cause so yeah. often we're striving and pushing and judging and we're telling ourselves we fail I mean, yeah. the amount of times I hear my clients say, I'm getting better or I'm getting worse. I'm like, quit with the judgmental language. You'll get you, you'll shoot yourself in the foot and end up in a hole. Yeah. It's like, allow yourself just to be what you are. Know that it's enough and open up to the next moment. Because if we're always analyzing and judging and ranking ourselves, we actually get caught up in the fear. Right. You know, right. even right. if we're having a good day, we're even if it's a good day, exactly, afraid it's going to be a bad day. So it's, it's actually right. a trap, right? So yeah. Language like better, worse, good, bad is, is all judgmental and is all coming back to that rigidity and fear based resistance. Yeah. But when we're like, you know, on the floor and vulnerable and just going, wow, I had enough strength today to get through that completely yeah. changes it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can tell when my language is resistant and when it's not or the language in my mind yes. so or even out when i'm speaking but mm-hmm. i can feel it in my body it's like it's like that waterfall feeling it's like standing under a waterfall and having the water like rushing over me it's like feels or like just a lot of people experience taking a shower just like washing the day away and it's like, yeah. like you can finally breathe it's like drinking water after 
you know, going for a run or, you know, being so thirsty. Yeah. And that drink of water just tastes so good and your whole body relaxes. Yeah. And it's like, even if you're having a terrible day, having compassion towards yourself can give you that same feeling, mm-hmm. which is a, which is how you're going to heal is. Yeah. And then this is what I'm saying, like picking up on those moments of, well, my mind used to call this a terrible day, mm-hmm. but now I'm realizing I've had just the right day for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is how I've supported myself enough today. I've reached yeah. out and got enough, you know, outer supports today. I've used my inner supports and, and really coming back into, well, this is where I am. It's neither good nor bad. These are the choices I'm making to flow with, with, within it. Mm-hmm. And, and really noticing how quickly we all, it happened to me just the other day, actually, with the whole pregnancy thing, you know, there's advice left, right and center and everyone's happy to, to, to tell you things you haven't necessarily asked to hear. um and I just remembered feeling really emotional and vulnerable anyway because I can feel that part of me dying that's um you know fully independent no strings attached and can juggle 10 balls and do anything and now it's like wow I've really got to slow down my immune system's not what it used to be yeah I need to nap more I need to sleep more I can't be as ambitious as I would have been so like my capacity is not quite there Um, and I just, I need a lot more support. I'm not as emotionally kind of independent somehow. I feel like the relationship between me and my husband and this growing family is creating like a whole new dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, and then hearing some people like judge me for what I'm going through can then bring me right back into that judgment and fear space. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting how it totally took me over totally changed my whole mind space changed everything I felt physiologically really dragged me down into this space of deep judgment not only outer judgment but inner judgment like I'd bought into it I'd believed them I'd been like right God, I am I shouldn't be like this I should be glowing I should be amazing like yeah and it wasn't until I had this this kind of point of clarity that you're referring to when I realized oh just because they say it doesn't mean it's true like if I stop yeah. and think about me and my true self-perception, I don't view myself with that judgment. I'd view myself as someone who's fully feeling and experiencing life, mm-hmm. um, fully embodying the change. Like I'm not ignoring the fact that I'm about to enter huge changes. I'm living it now. Like I'm letting that maiden go. I'm stepping into the mother. There's a whole death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. And I think really allowing myself to feel through that and move through that without resistance, while it might look crazy to somebody else (laughs) who may be in the practice of suppressing those things and just going to work and carrying on as usual. For me, that is my normal. Yeah. And it makes me feel stronger and more prepared. Yeah. Well, and I think you bring a really good point, bring up a really good point about a death and rebirth because so many people focus on the joy of having children. And yes, they're so joyful. And I love my kids dearly. But there is a death to your old self when you have kids. And it's no longer just about me anymore. And I think that that's been, you know, the hardest part about healing is that that I can't if I'm having a bad day, I can't, I, I can't just, you know, hang out in my room or in my house and not leave and not talk to anybody. And this, 
the tinnitus all happened when my son was a year and a half old. So I never experienced it without, you know, being a mom. Mm -hmm. And um, so navigating this, it's been, you know, it started three years ago, the tinnitus. So navigating this while being a mom, it, it's been a journey for sure. But, you know, I just really respect you for acknowledging that there is a a death and then a birth and your own birth. Mm -hmm. As you give birth, you're going to have your own birth of the new Joey and the Joey as a mom. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, you know, just learning how to nurture ourselves and as we nurture our babies. Yeah. You know. And and what I feel... And this is where coming back to the, the main topic, we're really coming, springing backwards and forwards from here is, are we in resistance and fear and judgment and anxiety? Or are we letting go and opening up and surrendering into the, the other possibilities, the other kind of side of our heart? Um, it's almost like coming out of the, the fear and dropping into the heart and opening up. Mm-hmm. And I feel that when I compare myself to the old Joey who had this immense capacity to juggle a million things, you know, that, that comparison is really toxic and I'm not that person anymore. I could pretend I could be inauthentic. I could like be phony, but at the end of the day, I would get really tired, really burnt out, really grumpy. And I'm trying to be something I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm effectively living a lie mm-hmm. and I'm ticking all those boxes and keeping up all the appearances and expectations that other people expect of me instead of just saying, actually, that's not who I am anymore. I have to flow without resistance to what I'm saying yes to which is, you know, yeah. growing a whole another human being, which takes a lot of energy and a lot of time. Yeah. I need to ask for more support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> physically do less. I need to sleep more. I need to change the way I eat. I've had to totally change the way I, I exercise and, and live because I can't be on my stomach surfing. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> prenatal yoga, like it's so many changes. And if I were to resist that and just be old Joey, I think I'm the one that suffers, right? So the resistance leads to that conflict. Mm-hmm. But when we say, okay, well, I'm not that person anymore. I'm a new person. This is the new stage I'm in. I've outgrown my 20-year-old self. I've outgrown my 30-year-old self or whatever. It's the flow and the surrender and the letting go is by saying, well, thank you and goodbye to that old self. And now I need to look at my new priorities, new capacities, new resources, new boundaries, and I need to get to know who the heck is Joey now. Mm -hmm. And that openness and curiosity, I think really puts us in a place of power. Um, Instead of getting locked. And a lot of my clients will say, but I'm just not who I was. I can't do what I used to do. And, and they get real frustrated and they can live in that conflict for years until eventually they will, they will let it go and be like, well, this is how I am today. And from this place, I really need to demonstrate love for myself and appreciation for myself as I am, because right now I'm enough. Mm -hmm. Instead of always chasing that thing in the past or that thing in the future that they think they should be. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. And in terms of healing too, it's like, I am not the person that I used to be before I experienced tinnitus. And I, you know, I used to sit in that place of why is this happening? And I want to go back to the old Catherine and (laughs) yes. And it, and I can feel it in my body. My muscles tighten up. 
my blood pressure goes up. I get, you know, my face, I get so angry or I used to. And, and I, now that I've created boundaries and kind of figured out my triggers and, and fine tune my thinking. And, um, I feel like I've been born into this new person and I have these, you know, my friends now know like that I have, I can't, just be spontaneous and like, you know, well, I have kids too. I can't just go on a trip. Um, all of, you know, like I used to be able to, but even, you know, if my husband were to be, you know, to watch the kids for the weekend, I, it, I have to really think about, is this a weekend that I would be able to ha- have enough energy and feel centered enough to like go on a trip and be spontaneous and do, you know, unpredictable things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this is just the new me and I'm embracing it rather than being mad that I am not spontaneous and adventurous like I used to be and at the end of the day the question you're asking yourself is is this serving me Mm. because it could be that your friends are going to go out and have an amazing time and drink cocktails by the pool but you would really rather go to like a quiet yoga retreat on your own and just zone into your own body And that's just the space you're in. And so saying yes to those margaritas and cocktails may have been fun 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's not serving me right now in my life and and allowing yourself to make those decisions from a really authentic place instead of a knee jerk reaction. Well, I used to say yes, so I should say yes. And yeah, it's like live music. I live in, you know, a very, what the live music, capital of the world that's what they say and there's you know there's just a lot of live music here and you know I used to go to concerts and it wasn't a big deal and now I'm like oh my hearing is really important to me and I know that noises are a trigger for me like loud noises um and so I you know I I just I choose not to go and and I've I'm I'm okay with that I can still listen to the music, you know, and on. I think from a, from an audiology point of view, like you can also um, choose your venue. Some venues are horrendously dangerously loud. Like it should be illegal, but it's not. Yeah. Yes. That's this. The venue that you feel comfortable in. And the other one is sometimes you can get like quite affordably. They're not expensive. You can get little musician earplugs, which means it Mm. flattens out the volume without distorting it. So you still get high quality sound. Uh Um, And there are options to protect your ears, to minimize the overstimulation to the brain. Um, And in those moments when it's like, you really do want to attend Uh options to safely do it. Yeah. And which, yeah. Cause my, I've had various, um, I've had tinnitus in both ears and also hyperacusis. Yeah. It's not so. No. <laughs> and so, I mean, it used to be where my husband would be buttering toast and I could hear the knife on the toast and it was so loud and I would be across the room Yeah. and it's not like that anymore. I don't, I don't experience the, the hyperacusis like that anymore. Um, but, um, yeah, going to a concert was not, <laughs> I didn't even want to try to attend but now that I've been able you know to relax my body enough 
to where the hyperacusis, my ears don't react to the sound like that anymore. Your brain, more than anything, you've reset your brain. The brain was Mm. probably deeply in fear and resistance and anxiety, and it was looking to control anything, including the sounds. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's surrendered, it's let go. You've been able to, con- you've had this practice now of connecting to joy and still and peace. So you've opened your brain up into that rest and repair nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system. And so none of those things are, are likely to be an issue anymore. Mm. So it's through changing the brain, you change the body. Yeah. You and I'm connected. Yeah. And that's why I'm so passionate about, I really wanted to talk to you and um, do, you know, speak with you on, this video because I think this is so it's so important for me to continue this lifestyle rather than go back to the old Catherine because I know she's in there she's she she peeks out you know once in a while here and there but um I just this is a lifestyle change you know and maintaining this is my top priority and also you know just sharing my journey with other people is I I I feel like it's really important because I know at the beginning of all of this I felt so alone because I none of my friends experienced this I didn't know anybody you know who had this and even looking on you know Google or other Facebook groups not yours they're all full of fear and they're really depressing and it, so I just, it's not helpful at all. No. And it, it keeps your body and your mind in that fear mm-hmm. in the fight, flight, freeze mode. And the symptom loops just keep on looping. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you've done so, so well. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm sure there's a lot of young parents out there who are like, oh, I don't have time for myself. I don't have time for healing. And you've just given some really beautiful demonstrations of letting go. Like, you know, we can't always control everything about our children and we don't need to. Yeah. And we can role model it to the best of our capacity, self-care, self-love, self-nurturing, self-soothing in whatever way works for us. And it's through that role modeling and taking time out for ourselves that we're really gifting our children an exploration of that and permission to do it for them. Mm-hmm. If we're always yeah. pushing and pushing and pushing and neglecting ourselves, we're actually teaching our children to do the same things to themselves. Yes. Oh. And I don't, you know, I would want, I don't want my children to be under that amount of pressure. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it sounds like they're very fortunate to have you teaching them a different way. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. If you're interested in learning about healing with neuroplasticity specific for vertigo and tinnitus, Go visit my website and there's the full Rocksteady program, which now has 24 live calls included. And those calls have been recorded, I think, over the last two or three years. They're incredible replays. And it's, I'm sure Catherine can speak to this. It's so reassuring and comforting to know that you're not doing this healing alone and that other people get it. And to hear other people ask their questions or talk about their challenges or their troubleshooting and, and to get that feedback Um, is such a gift and this is from people all over the world it's such an amazing community so if you are feeling like you really need that comprehensive support it's an option for you Um, so visit seekingbalance.com.au to access any of those resources and any parting words from you Catherine no I just want to thank you for the work that you do I've learned so much and I feel like I've come so far and I just I thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you it's such a Mm -hmm. done all the work so honestly Mm -hmm. 
Thank get in the mirror and thank yourself. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thanks again. That's a bye for now. Thank you.